1996 was the year that changed my whole life. It was August 1996. The Olympics had just ended in Atlanta, and my dad and I landed at what was then the Port Columbus International Airport in Ohio with the maximum allotment for checked luggage. I had packed one suitcase with clothes and two cardboard boxes full of dolls, stuffed animals, and books. And as we stepped outside of the terminal, I inhaled my first breath of Ohio summer air. And let me tell you, when you come from a place of dry climate, that amount of humidity can be suffocating. This was the beginning of my immigrant story. The first year was supposed to be a trial year to see if we liked living in the States, but we all knew better. My dad had been decisive in leaving Mexico behind, and there was no turning back. When I think about those days now, I consider myself one of the lucky Mexican immigrants, one whose parents had the means to navigate through the lengthy and convoluted, not to mention uber-expensive U.S. immigration system. But none of that mattered to me. I was 12, and I didn't care about visas and opportunity. I cared about making new friends and washing down my accent. Lucky for me, that's not how things played out. Because as the years passed and I went from high school to college, I never quite mastered the art of blending in. I always stuck out as the only Mexican girl or the only immigrant or the only brown-skinned, curly-haired Mexican immigrant. I was diferente. And for a very long time, I had a love-hate relationship with myself and my culture. But I've already mentioned some of this journey back in episode 101, and this first episode of season 2 is not about looking back. It's about moving forward, how I've grown to celebrate my diferente, and what I've learned since launching this podcast. Are you ready? This episode is presented by Social Mosaic Communications, a branding boutique founded on the idea of embracing your diferente. Go to socialmosaic.us to start creating with purpose. You're listening to Diferente. Estás escuchando Diferente, the bilingual podcast where we celebrate and explore the complexities of living life between two or more cultures. I'm your host, Maribel Quesada-Smith, a producer and creative consultant from Mexico City, living in the U.S., who loves hip-hop and cumbia. I created Diferente to learn, laugh, and grow alongside you with stories and interviews that relate to the bicultural experience. Let's get started. So let's start with a quick recap. It's been a year, actually it's been like 14 months since the last episode of Diferente that I posted. And I did promise you after the last episode from season one that I would be back with season two very soon. That didn't happen. And let me tell you why. I was getting ready to go to Podcast Movement in Orlando and do my first big time, large scale speaking session. It was a really exciting time and I had just found out that I was pregnant. The only problem was that right before I went to podcast movement, that pregnancy turned into a miscarriage. This is not the, the episode for that conversation. I do want to share more of that story, but it'll be at a different time. So basically, I went to podcast movement. It went great. met a lot of awesome people. When I came back, I was re-energized. And even though I was going through a tough time, I started working with a coach who was helping me get everything started for my new branch of my consulting business. It was awesome. I felt like I had finally got into a place in my life where I could make these big time decisions for my business. I call them rich white lady decisions. <laughs> and 
the reason for that is because sometimes I feel like I'm not good enough to make those kinds of commitments to my professional life when it comes to spending money on yourself, like investing in your well-being, investing in your future. I sometimes associate those decisions with rich white ladies. And there's this hesitation that comes with investing in yourself that a lot of us, people of color, women of color especially, go through and experience. So I had finally gotten through that, right? I got to this place where I was like, doesn't matter. I'm going to do it. I'm worth it. I'm working with this coach. Everything's going well. Preparing for season two. I find out I'm pregnant again. This time, things were a little bit better. We found out we were having twins. And so we were super excited. My husband and I were getting into the headspace of, oh my gosh, this is crazy, but this is also really cool and exciting. And a couple months later in December, we found out that one of the twins had a fatal condition called anencephaly. This obviously devastated us, and it put me in a dark place, which, again, set me back, and once again, I was delayed. Everything kind of came to a screeching halt, and even my coach was like, you know what, take the time to breathe and take care of yourself, because that's more important than anything you need to create right now. And to be honest, I don't think that I had the right energy or the right frame of mind to give you what you really deserve, which I think is top quality content. Maybe I'm, you know, overthinking it and maybe I'm doing too much. Oh, okay, look, I'm always doing too much. But that's just my standard. I'm a producer and I've always had the desire to create meaningful quality content. I don't want to give you crap. So the last few months, needless to say, since January have been crazy with the pregnancy, with getting ready for the babies. And then COVID-19 happens, we go into this worldwide pandemic, it changed all of our plans as it, as it came to the birth of our babies. And this is yet another experience that I plan to share on this season, because I think it's really important that I commit to being open and honest about my own journey. If you're going to be working on your own growth and courage, I want to be doing that along with you. We're doing this together. So let me just fast forward. The babies were born in June. I now have a beautiful, healthy little boy. His name is Renzi Maximiliano. And we're doing all right. Sometimes we have ups, sometimes we have downs. I don't know that that'll ever change completely because when it comes down to it, it's um, parenthood. And many of you probably know how difficult and challenging it could be at times. But again, I do feel re-energized and I finally got to a place where I was ready to get this ball rolling again. So that's the recap. Sorry, there's no skip button here. <laughs> Maybe there will be in the future. But in this episode, like I said in the intro, I want to talk about what's in front of us, the new direction for Diferente, and everything that I've learned since launching the podcast in 2018. First, let's start with a new direction for Diferente. Diferente is now going to be the bilingual podcast, El Podcast Bilingüe, where we celebrate and explore the complexities of living life between two or more cultures. And like I said in the intro, I created Diferente to learn, laugh, and grow alongside you with stories and interviews about cultural identity, questioning the norm, and becoming empowered, among many other topics. All of these topics will relate to the bicultural experience. Now, when I say that this podcast is now going to be bilingual, what I mean is that there will be episodes in English and there will also be episodes in Español. Entonces... If you don't speak Spanish, that's all right. You can join us for the English-speaking episodes. And if you speak both English and Spanish, then you can join us for all of them. 
And I'm not doing this to exclude anybody. I am doing this to celebrate the bicultural experience, that life where we live between two or more cultures, where we are constantly feeling like we have to choose one over the other. You no longer have to choose. Come to this podcast with an open mind and with the idea that we are here to explore and celebrate together. We are no longer going to wash down our cultures or wash down our personalities so that we can fit into a box. Diferente is all about embracing all of it and all of you. And that's why it's so important for me to do the episodes both in English and in Spanish. Please don't expect that I'm going to write the same episode in both languages. It's just not going to happen. There are certain topics that I just feel more inclined to explore in one language over the other. And I'm so excited that you're along for the ride. For those of you who are learning Spanish, hey, bienvenidos. Hopefully you can learn a little bit more with us. Nowadays, it seems like everyone with a camera and a microphone is a, quote, content creator. Don't get me wrong, I love that the internet has allowed so many people to test their creativity, but when it comes to your brand making an impact, wouldn't you rather partner with a seasoned media expert? Because your brand is more than a business, it's a story. So let me help you tell that story. I'm a producer and creative consultant who understands that your online presence should be working for your brand, not against your bottom line. If you're ready to create online video and audio content in English or in Espanol that builds trust and turns your audience into loyal customers, go to maribelqs.com forward slash ready and let me know. And with that out of the way, I want to get into what I've learned since launching this podcast in 2018. So let's start with the first thing that I've learned. You know what? It turns out I am good enough. In episode 101, I remember I specifically explained myself as to why I was qualified to host and produce my own podcast. Do you know how ridiculous that sounds to me now? And I hope that sounds ridiculous to you as well, because I think that is the problem with most people. We are suffering from an imposter syndrome. First of all, let me just be the first to tell you, you do not have to be quote, qualified to create a podcast or to create anything meaningful. If you have something to share, share it with the world. Just be responsible about it. I say share responsibly. That's what I like to call it. Do your research. Make sure you put out researched opinions, back them up, and don't just spew, you know, bullshit, for lack of a better term. And if you think you have what it takes, you don't have to prove it to anybody else. Just do it. So that's one of the biggest things that I've learned. I no longer have to justify my reason for launching, producing, and hosting a podcast. I am experienced, and I am everything that I need to be here with you. Here's the second thing that I've learned since 2018. I have come to face my own self-hatred and colorism, the colorism that is so ingrained in my culture. Turns out that being colorblind is not the best way to be. For a long time, I used to think, no, we should just be colorblind and, you know, just like not really point out each other's differences and all live in this kumbaya world. That is not a reality. And now I've realized that after a couple years of exploring that and also talking to more people, seeing this world change and everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement has really taught me that, one, I have a certain level of privilege and two... I need to understand and accept that there is colorism within my culture 
And my goal is to continue to educate people so that we can someday, hopefully, get rid of that mentality of thinking that we have to be lighter to be better. This is something that I'm going to try to explore this season, and hopefully we can learn a lot together. Number three, I am stronger than I ever thought. That is the third thing I've learned since 2018. Turns out I'm actually um, pretty resilient. I think most people have this amazing resiliency and strength inside of them. The difference is most of us just hope that we never have to use that, that we never have to prove that we are strong enough to make it through difficult times. Because who wants to go through difficult shit anyway? Nobody, right? But we all know that that's the kind of stuff that makes us grow. So I'm here to share some of that journey with you so that we can grow together. Again, my goal with this new season and this new direction of Diferente is to inspire people to have courage through their growth journey. Okay, here's the fourth thing that I've learned since 2018. Sometimes I do too much. And look, I'm not ready to fully admit it, but I think I might be a workaholic. Something I'm working through. Oh, look at that. There's the word again, work. But I think I finally came to the realization that I just take on too much. And that's another story that we're going to be exploring this season. Why do we have this mentality that in order to be the best that we can be, we have to work, 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 grind, grind, grind? I think it might have a little bit to do with my culture and my upbringing, but maybe it's also a societal issue as well. Thing number five that I've learned since 2018, my expectations can be unrealistic when it comes to my body and my need for perfection. We talked about perfection a little bit in season one, and that is still something that I'm working through and growing out of. I have this mentality that everything has to be a certain way and everything has to be perfect in order for it to be, quote, a success. And that's not necessarily true. Actually, that's not true at all. That's not real life. So this is the journey that I've come through in the last two years. I've actually come to that realization. Like, look, man, it's not realistic to have this desire to be perfect all the time. And I'm just never going to get there. So something I've been working on since then, and I will continue to work on alongside you. And finally, here's the most exciting thing that I've learned since 2018. Us bicultural folk need to stop apologizing for being diferente. There is this incessant need to be able to check a box, to be able to qualify and quantify in our society. Who are you? Where are you from? What box do you fit in? How can you help me? How can I get something out of you? That's usually what happens when you first meet somebody. They either size you up or you size them up. And if you can't figure out what boxes they should be in, then it kind of drives you crazy doesn't it? A lot of people get bothered by the fact that they can't qualify us. They can't figure out where we're from, what culture we're with, which one do we represent. And I think we need to stop apologizing for confusing them because we're not doing it on purpose and it really doesn't matter. Being bicultural or living between two or more cultures is not something to apologize for. It's something to celebrate. And if people can't understand it, then that's not your fault. Just because somebody has a preconceived notion of what you should be by the way that you look or the way that you dress doesn't mean that you have to fulfill that expectation. And in this realization, I came up with one of the best ways that I can describe myself. And that's a little something I call Frida Kahlo meets Carrie Bradshaw. Let me explain. That's how I like to describe my personal style and sometimes my worldview. Remember how I told you I love hip hop and cumbia? Well, there are a lot of other things that I enjoy or things that I do that are in constant juxtaposition from one another. I'll be the first one to drool over a couture pair of heels, 
and also rock my guaraches from the mercado. I'm as entertained by NPR as I am intrigued by a good romance novel. I believe in social justice and Coco Chanel. And I love that I can celebrate all of this unapologetically. Yes, I realize that this might confuse you or other people and that it might make me sound like a walking contradiction, but I never claim to be a perfect human being, even though I try really hard to be. So why did I pick Frida Kahlo and Carrie Bradshaw? You might be asking yourself that. Like, what do these women even have in common? Well, obviously not a lot, right? But it's their differences that draw me to one another. It's how I can best describe who I am, living between the complement and the contrast of two or more cultures. I have a similar distaste for social injustice as Frida did, and a proud love for my Mexican culture. At the same time, I love fashion, shoes, and have lots of dating experience, much like Carrie Bradshaw. Neither woman was perfect. Both of them were strong and passionate, just like I am. And even though I'm not a painter, I'm a producer and a writer, I still love deeply and wear my heart on my sleeve like both of these women. Yes, they're very different from one another. And one is real, the other one is a fictional HBO hit character but it's the contrast that creates the most amazing blend and where I feel like my true unapologetic self. This is how I live my life, between two cultures, some would say three, and no longer feeling like I need to choose one. I am all of this and more. And so my dear listeners, I leave you with this. Don't get lost in trying to fit in with the majority culture. Don't lose your essence in trying to be accepted. And if you walk this journey with me through the podcast, I promise you, I will never let you forget that. That's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening to Diferente. First episode back for season two. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know on Instagram or Twitter at Maribel underscore QS. And if you haven't already, show me some love. Just click on those five stars if you can leave a review. And until next time, remember to be curious and courageous on your growth journey. 